dualities, dualities. Fashion, sex, let's talk about it. Relationships, goals, let's talk about it. Movies, clothes, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Duality's podcast. I'm DJ Damage. And I'm Carmen Alexandra. And we got a special guest in the house with us, man. A personal friend of ours, Chris Roy. What's going on? What's up? All right, so this is what's up. You know, if you come into LA, you're trying to hit the nightlife, you got to check in with Chris Roy. He's been yeah. doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. From the East Coast to the West Coast, this man's been holding it down in lounges, nightclubs, you name it. He's been there, brunches. Anytime you want to bust a bottle open, you got to call Chris Roy out here. Hell yeah. Um, Glad to have you on, man. Glad to be here, man, you know. Thank you. You know, glad to have you. So, I'm going to get right into it. What the hell is going on with L.A. Nightlife with this COVID situation? So, L.A. never officially closed. It just just went underground. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So, at the end of the day, man, now the city's like like on a tightrope. You got all these underground parties going on, but Mm. now the regular spots are opening up, too. Mm-hmm. So now people got a choice between do they want to risk being at a spot mm-hmm. and it getting raided? Mm-hmm. Like a spot just got raided on Thursday and like <laughs> like like 200 people got jammed up at a spot just for coming together and, and kicking it. Mm-hmm. But what happened? What happens when that happens? Um, so the owner of the spot ended up getting locked up. Damn. Oh and then a lot of people just got citations or just whatever the case may Damn. be. It was an inside job though. So it just... You know, that's the only thing that you risk. When you throw in these, these underground joints at any given time, it could, you know. Yeah, that hookah bar. It could get raided. That, that hookah bar that I was telling you about that I went to. Got like, raided? Yeah, that shit's been open like all COVID. Like. So you mean to tell me there's thousands of people in LA not going out, not having a good time, and shit was still open the whole time? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And see, the thing is, like, and then the shit that was open, <laughs> the shit that was open was the wildest shit ever. Yeah. Because was it? It, was no, it was no regulations right. whatsoever. So BYOB it was just, type shit. It was wild. I'm daydreaming mm-hmm. because I wish I kind of experienced one of these underground, like, ratchet ass parties. Just one. They're still open. You want to go? Tonight, I'll, I'll we'll no figure it out. Key. Oh, you we'll got some Monday night vibes? Hey. All right, so okay. we'll figure it out. But all right, that's what's happening on the underground scene. But yeah. I, uh, I just seen for everybody that's not from LA that might come to LA, Penthouse is one of the biggest Ooh. things that you yeah. can go to back open. on the oh weekend. Oh my god, now that is back open, back but open. it looks different. So, can we talk about the restrictions now with a place like Penthouse? What has changed for people that fly? People fly in to LA to go to Penthouse. Hell yeah! yeah Penthouse is a, is a spectacle, man. It's mm-hmm. a little different, but so what's changed, man? It's just it's tables only. Okay. And, and, and I'm not talking about regular tables. I'm talking about like thirty five hundred and up, five thousand and up. You don't have ten thousand. Don't come to the club type. Of, like it's mm. the most reckless table minimums in the city I've Ooh. ever heard of in my life. It's it's insane. I don't know if this is the uh, the alcohol you know burden of my chest and table prices. And so yeah. don't yeah don't don't come to penthouse if your bag is not retarded. But, and then if you did that one time, I don't even know who's built to to do that more than once. I always yeah. wanted. You know what I'm way. saying? Like you got to be in the streets, man. You got to be in the streets or ball play. But even then, like I can't be doing that every weekend. <laughs> yeah, that that's irresponsible. No that's the most reckless. Like that don't make no sense. But if you come in there and you do spend that money, it's it's, it's a vibe. Okay. Go ahead, Carmen. It's going to be fun. It's going to be worth your time. <laughs> that, but that's how, usually how it is in L.A. It should be I mean, worth your well, time. Somebody's yeah, going to win be. and somebody's going to lose. If, if Chris is involved, it's going to be worth your time that's and your that money. Part. Okay? That part. But, okay, so you said it's, it's sections only, not regular sections because the price is more. But what about the capacity, right? Capacity yeah. is limited. I mean, you may have a... You're, you're limited to... It's really only supposed to be six people per table. Mm. You feel me? 
but they might extend it to 12 and give you two tables, but it's no like, it's no more like, oh, we paid all this crazy money mm -hmm. and we're coming through with a big crew of people. That's, it's like, but that's like, the fun part of the club. If I got a $10,000 minimum and I come in with 12 people, what are we going to do? There's nothing that we could possibly do that, that will add up to that amount of money. Can I be yeah. honest now? Can yeah, I be honest? You gotta be honest. I'm gonna be honest right now. <laughs> Somebody has to. That pisses me off because I'm a guy that notoriously goes to the club to hit the DJ booth or somebody else's section because they paid a lot of money. Yeah. Now, what the fuck are people like me supposed to do? I like, mean, I'm notorious for this. Can't nobody slide in. No. The crazy thing is the spot open. I didn't even go. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I wasn't even there. So you know they was on some shit. <laughs> I was like, like, you know what? I will see y'all. I'll see y'all in a month. It's like the I'm Soho. I'm not even messing with it right now, man. It's like the Soho of clubs right now. But that's the thing. Like, that's okay, good, It's open. Yeah, the club will make money. But I feel like what makes the environment fun, and we're going to talk about LA nightlife versus East Coast nightlife. You need a little one. bit of everybody in yeah, there. Yeah, you need the regular goers that's yes. on the floor mm -hmm. kind of circulating. Well, they the ones that start dancing first. But yeah, everybody that's where else feel the energy from. But people mm -hmm. got a choice. You don't got to go to that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Station is open. If you want just some regular yeah. regular people vibes. You know what I'm saying? Black Star Burger is going to be open soon. My vibe. All know, right. What that is going. that? Wait, right. what is that? So Talk Black Star Burger is a spot on Fairfax. Okay. That. The first uh, pandemic uh, was a recess where they let us out of pandemic for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I started throwing parties there and it, it was crazy. It was a nice. burger spot that mm -hmm. like if you ever been to like third base in Hollywood, it was like a burger spot that had that vibe. Ooh, nice. You know what I mean? Okay, shout, cool. shout out to my guy Igor. Shout out to Pooh Bear. Shout out to Mike over there at Black Star Burger. They, so they run a record label called mm -hmm. Black Star Music. Mm -hmm. okay. And then they have a burger spot too. That. And the burgers are bomb. Like okay. next level. They give you these little black surgical gloves when you eat the burgers. <laughs> so you come in there. You don't need no napkins, nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's dope. I've been okay. there. So it's definitely lit. I got to check it out. Got to check it out. All right. So I'm ready for outside. I mean, like outside is opening. And like mm -hmm. I said, like I kind of been knowing about like the little underground things. There's some more that we can talk about, oh, yeah. but I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble. Yeah, we ain't trying to get um, y'all locked up. Yeah, no. But um, so when as far as the limitations, you said like maybe like six to 12. Yeah, so spots are running 30, 40% capacity right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, basically you have to go, you know, no more than six at your table. You want to have more than six, you got to get two tables. Mm -hmm. Then it's then it's technically a 90-minute time limit yep. on your reservation. So depending on where you are, you know, if you, you know, if you good with the police, if you you shaking some hands with some cash, you may be able to get away with some shit. Right. You know, I, you know, a Berkshire house, they do whatever they want. Yeah. But certain spots, you know, you you coming in and you know, it's it's really the spots are open, but they still got some underground vibes going. Because they sure. might have a whole front blocked off. They might so you mm. once you get in, you may not know what's really mm -hmm. going on, and then it might be pop, you know. Yeah. Like, so, so that's it, the key. Okay. It's a double-edged sword right there. It's like little um, what are those called? It's little like speakeasy. It's like if you yes. know, you know. And then when you in there, you in there. See, and that's how the game is in Philly right now. Philly, first of all, is open, but they're not supposed to be. But the after-hour game is insane. So mm. one of my boys, he owns an after-hour, and he bought an old vacant. Um, um, furniture spot mm. and that shit is decked out with tables he got you know celebrities coming guest hosting but you would never know it looks like it's on this abandoned ass street in an abandoned ass building yep. and I feel like that's where I hope LA don't have that's to what, go that bro, way bro that's the route that's, that's what happened going. to the Thursday spot they burnt it out though <laughs> you can't be throwing reckless underground COVID parties at the same spot Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Come Putting on, that man. There is, I heard there was a huge party downtown on like Friday or Saturday on a rooftop. Yes. On like 8th. 
Like yeah, on, Jamal it, sent me a video. I didn't make it. On Broadway? I didn't make it, but I heard it was... Man. Yeah, I heard everybody and their mama was there. I, and they were like, where were you? I was like, I'm a mother. Because the thing is, like, I, I'm in training to be back outside. Because you yeah. got to understand, like, mm-hmm. we've been on lockdown for a minute. Yes. So I, I'm used to, you know, being out four or five days a week. Now right. it's like, I go out a day and a half, and I, I need two days to recover after right. that. Like, it's, but let's shit, talk. one day. But we got to talk about that, because we have you here. Yeah. yeah. Tell us the struggles of... The party promoter, you're much bigger than a party promoter, yeah. but you've been in those arenas with the party promoters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about the struggles of the party promoter during this pandemic and what they had I to think, go through. How have you had to pivot? I think pivoting has really been based on your skill set and what you have going on. So me personally, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I'm a marketer by trade and, exactly. and for me, you know, I've created experiences. And so once I realized that people weren't having experiences in LA and they started to travel, mm-hmm. I launched a travel agency. See? You know what I'm saying? And so that way, when people are going to Tulum and taking their trips, you know, wherever they're going, mm-hmm. you know, I'm booking the flights, the hotels, the full experience because now we got money. The same people that were buying tables in the clubs, they just, they got going out the country. So mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you can afford it, you're going to enjoy your life. You're not going to sit in LA and, and, and be miserable in Absolutely. your apartment. Absolutely. And what's the name of your, uh, your agency? So it's called the Lifestyle Entertainment Group. Okay. You know? And how can people check that out? What's the Instagram so, man, for? Uh, the, the Lifestyle underscore ENT underscore group. Okay. Or you can find me at Chris underscore Roy and it has all my stuff right there. And we'll post all of this too on our Instagram. Um, also, um, Chris had us on, um, you're, you started a new uh, feature of New Black History. Yes. Do you want to go into that or you want to sure. keep talking about partying? I do. We, I do want to still talk about outside. But. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Definitely talk about that. And also, you know, you told us how you pivoted, but mm-hmm. you know, some of your peers... And so you know, my peers, man, I think mm. that they, a lot of them, man, um, they just they just dove deeper into the parties, man. So they just went crazy with the with the mansion parties and the stripper parties mm. and the underground. Mm. You know, it's like a full time job, man. Every every night they got a new a new spot or a new warehouse where they doing their thing, and it's it's dope, man. Watching people just be really innovative and, mm-hmm. and figure it out. Yeah. The trick is gonna be when these spots open up, they're not gonna want to go back to these spots. They're making too much money. Right. They're not gonna go. They're not gonna want to go back to the clubs and deal with you know deal with the politics anymore. Yeah. So that's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting, man. And mm-hmm. the budget cuts, like that, you have to cut. Mm-hmm. Give the club a cut. The clubs and... give you you know the clubs give you pennies on the dollar. So I think mm-hmm. that the 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 pandemic mm-hmm. and the resources that have been available as far as people getting their loans and doing what they're doing, people are starting to think about buying stuff now. People yeah. are like, man, mm-hmm. we can do this on our own. Forget going here and playing these games with these people. It's time. It's time for us to buy our own stuff. Hell yeah. But you got to think about it. The black dollar, we, we make these majority institutions millions of dollars every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but a lot of us don't own anything mm-hmm. here I get in it. Los Angeles. So I, I think it's it. time to change that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's why they hire us on these contracted jobs a lot of times. Or they just like watch our lifestyle and then learn from what we do. Emulate. And they come market to us, appeal to us, so we go spend all our money in their businesses. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time for black people to be starting, like black restaurants, black clubs. I've been seeing black tequilas getting started. Yeah. Like, Shout out to LeBron James. He got a new tequila. Hey, mm-hmm. I didn't you know, know that. Yeah. And Dwayne Wade has wine. Yes, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask about what the promoters were doing because the DJs, I feel like, got really left assed out. You know, besides people, the twitch and stuff, it was it, it was popping for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like y'all, like the DJ set it off, but yeah. nobody couldn't do anything. Yeah. But then it, yeah. And what what happened was, yeah, the DJs could put themselves out there and have a platform, but there was still no monetary. You know, even if you have Twitch, even if you have IG, you know, going IG live, there was no way to make money as a DJ unless, unless you, you know you want those dudes DJing them 
underground <laughs> spots. But I was just wondering, like, you know, I watch DJs really go through it. You know, I'm a heavy hitter DJ, and I'm in a yeah. group chat with 100 other DJs, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing the sorrows of major DJs. I was just wondering, man, on the flip side, what are the promoters doing to stay afloat? Got you. And that's, yeah, and that's what they've been doing, man. It's just been, it's just been a lot of, a lot of underground stuff, a lot of out of town stuff. A lot of promoters, like it's a, um, shout out to my guy, Eli, he's from Philly, he's a Cavassier rep in Philly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's been literally taking, taking busloads of people down to Atlanta yeah. every, every, every month and just, <sighs> Throwing massive parties. Atlanta never closed. Atlanta so never. Shout closed. out to my people in Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's like holiday season every every week for them. Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah, one of they my, got more business than they can handle right now. They do. One of my one of my best friends is a DJ, and he was like, uh, he was bi coastal, but between both LA and um, Atlanta. But then when LA shut down, like he's only been in Atlanta for the last year. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's crazy. Like I'm DJing so much, like more than ever. Like I'm booking jobs, and he just like pivoted and like basically lives there, and his cost of living is lower too. And he's like booked, so I'm For like, sure. hey, nigga, get your money. Nah, uh, I know a lot of bottle girls that moved to Atlanta just mm-hmm. because it was it was oh, open. Well, you yeah. know, the ladies are always gonna find a way to make the coin now. Hey. The coin follows women. Hey, money follows you, ladies. Hey. If money ladies, if you out there you. and you feel like you down and out, <laughs> just know the money <laughs> follows you. Yes. It's no way you could be a female out here and you cannot make money. Y'all know money where the money resides. Y'all know where it resides at. Yeah, you, know? Where the money you know where it resides at. <laughs> Women are super hardworking. <laughs> they are the number one black entrepreneurs. And at the end of the day, I heard a white man say this in business. Black women are the world ambassadors. So anything you attach a black woman to, the world follows the lead. So just, yeah. I'm not saying this is a white man in corporate America saying this. They hey, Europe. They know the vibes. They know the vibes. We're influential Charging as Charging premium for the culture now. They yep. got to pay for that. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, Roy, got to ask you a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a hard-hitting question. And I can only ask you because I know you are not a person that perpetuates this. Let's talk about the discrimination. Okay. Let's get into it. colored women. Let's get into it. I love this conversation. In the LA nightlife. All right. Mm. So it's it's, it's, it's it's three layers of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first layer is as as black men in mm-hmm. the space, we have to hold these people accountable. We can't keep booking, you know, hip hop artists. You mm-hmm. can't book Wale and can't no sisters get in a, get in the club. Mm-hmm. But unless we speak up and be advocates for our own sisters in the space, that's where it first starts at. We gotta we gotta always keep that respect off top. Mm-hmm. Secondly. The people that own these spaces, they don't look like us. Mm. So at the end of the day, we're 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 subject to their their preference mm. on what they prefer with our culture mm-hmm. because we don't own the space. Mm. And so until we take that power back, it's going to be very difficult to influence that. And thirdly, we have to also ask ourselves if these establishments are playing with us. Like I'm getting to a space now where mm-hmm. if I can't go somewhere and all my friends are good, mm-hmm. I don't even want to be there no more. I don't want to pick and choose which friends can come in and which friends can't. Like, yeah. sometimes I go places and I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm just cool on it. Mm-hmm. But that, that comes with a certain level of, you know, you got to evolve as a, as a, as a, as in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in certain rooms and you're the only one that can get in, it's really, honestly, bro, it's not even that cool in them rooms, man. No. It really isn't. And you look around and you just see corny versions of your people in mm-hmm. those spaces. Yeah. And your people can't get in. You know, so that, those are my thoughts there, man. And, I, and we have to just ask ourselves, like, why do we want to be in these spaces that are playing with us like this? Mm-hmm. I, I love the way you broke that down. That's why I asked you that question. And I want to let everybody know that me and Roy has done events. I've been to events that he's thrown. I have been um, 
I don't, I don't know. You have escorted me through events, and I know you don't move like that. That's I why don't. I wanted to and, ask and you. And I hold and I hold people accountable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, no, if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna look at one of my my homegirls or my sister and just say, hey, like she's not fit to come in. Mm-hmm. We, we gotta have a conversation about that. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we gotta really evaluate that, especially if you have artists booked from our culture at your establishment. Mm-hmm. You know. So and those I, are my thoughts there. And I want to ask you a question, Carmen. You know, because you are a woman out here in these spaces, and I know you can move around and. I don't know what your difficulty is going into certain spots at night or having your friends. Like, what has that experience been like since you've been here in L.A.? And you've been here for a while. Mm -hmm. And you do go out. You have a good time. What has your experience been like, you know, partying in L.A.? Um, I said this uh, on an episode, like, a while back. I, like, first of all, I get different treatment based on how my hair is. Mm. So if I have, like, a head wrap, I'm like, hey, sis. Hey, queen, mm-hmm. uh, sister, like, I'm like, okay, gotta be that, but whatever, like, I still take it, like, um, I don't think that's a, um, a diss, but I think that people look at you based on how your hair is, and might, like, assess you based on that, because if I have, like, some long-ass, like, straight, um, pressed hair, I think I get a different reaction from men, or if I have, like, my shaved hair and I'm wearing it short. It's like, oh, do you like women? It's like, um, <laughs> like I, I think I always get a different treatment based on how my hair is. Like sometimes I like to dress like super girly and like have on a tight ass dress or something like that. But other times like, like now I have on baggy ass pants and like you get a different treatment based on what you have on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm friends with black women of all shapes and sizes and they've faced so many different discriminations on back ends that like even times being at clubs where like they didn't want one of my homegirls in, but they didn't want to say that. Mm -hmm. And then, but we didn't want her to know like that situation. Like it was really fucked up. And I was like, I will literally, yeah. And I'm like, I will never come here ever again in my life. Like, but, um, I think like toward the end of COVID, um, I mean, not the end of COVID. Um, like right, I feel like right before COVID was about to get started, I think oh, the I end started of the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm talking about uh, 2019 BC before Corona. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I started seeing like the a better curation of uh, spaces mm-hmm. to like hold because um, they are businesses there. accountable. Yeah, like and you know like Uri Hall. Shout, like, I was about to say shout out yeah. to Uri, man. He he makes a safe space yeah. for mm-hmm. everybody. Exactly. Everybody feels like family no matter yeah. what your vibe is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like anywhere he goes, like he has his friends and family list. If you can't get in, like if you are one of his people, you are good for everything. He makes sure his people are always taken care of. Like his family is his family are his friends and his friends or his family. So I think it's really important to hold people accountable and create those spaces because like they really are beautiful spaces because they're all like just good vibe people. Mm-hmm. It's not like that bougie shit and people just sitting around just taking pictures, looking like they're having fun on Instagram and then like they put their phone down and it's like hmm. And we have to challenge the spaces. Like like mm-hmm. like I when I pull up at a space, I'm like, listen, I got a diverse crowd, this is that and the third. Do you fuck with black people? I need to yes. know. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Because if if not we can't do business because yep. at the end of the day, regardless of how diverse it is, it's coming from the lens mm-hmm. of the culture. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to fuck with it. And we had we had a situation, um, uh, one of my friends that had a, a Monday night party at a venue, and we kind of had to tell him, like, like, the spot is dope. I know you said the owner is real cool, but, like, some of them bartenders and one of those, like, 
security bouncer guys, they don't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. And they were and, like, and well, what do you mean? Why, why I'm are these like, people working in these spaces? Like, yeah. if you don't fuck with us, mm-hmm. just don't come to work that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Get somebody else to cover your shit. They don't really fuck with us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they all want our money. And with that being said, I'm such a Libra, man. I, I got to balance the scale. A lot of us got to go out and, you know, act, act, not act the part. You don't have to act like shit. You have to be a fucking grown-up. Yeah. You know, this has nothing to do with race. I just know, like, I, I was seeing footage of spring break in Miami. I'm seeing, nah, it's, it's, I'm seeing that, shit was, that shit was disgusting, man. That no, that's a, that's a completely different thing, also. It, it is, but also, that's this part has of nothing problem. to do with the discrimination of, in, mm-hmm. of the clubs in L.A. Because you can go and be totally... You know, dress the right way, whatever, and they won't let you to fucking based on your. Color. I can't. I still can't get in Warwick <laughs> to this day. I pull up and be having to call eight thousand favors to get in that spot. First man. of all, men been discriminated when it comes to clubs. Oh, all right, we're not gonna sit here and try to, uh, you right. know, equate the war of who has it worse. Yeah, nah. but men, we it don't matter what you are. Oh, it's no right. discussion. If you don't got yeah. money, you're not getting in. And Where then if you're in, you you're in certain spaces, you must be selling drugs in there. That's the only reason they could have let you in. The only reason. Or it got to be a rich homeboy. Right. Yeah. So I get it, man. I, I really, the way you summed that up was, was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Man. Now, For sure. um, we do want to talk about, because you brought it up earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't want to not get to that. The new black history. Tell For us sure. about that project. Because so, me and Carmen was featured on it. Yeah. Yes. We, yeah, shout out to us. Hello. <laughs> no, but um, Chris uh, decided to feature us on his first episode of New Black History, which he launched with Cavassier and another, and that's another way that you're pivoting and going mm-hmm. into something new. So you can tell the folks like what New Black History is for and sure. how they can find it. For sure, for sure. So um, I work with Cavassier to curate experiences. I'm here in Los Angeles. I'm the Los Angeles brand curator. And so one of my big projects for the year was just shedding light and, and, and highlighting the dope people in my life that are, in fact, like the things that we're doing now we're creating new history at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So as we look back and we pay homage to Martin Luther King and pay homage to Malcolm X and pay homage to Rosa Parks and a lot of people, we're we're paving new avenues and places, breaking generational curses and doing our thing in our space. I wanted to just open a conversation up, get some dialogue. A lot of times you'll see the dinners um, that, that alcohol brands produce and you'll just say, oh, we're honoring this person and you'll just see... You know, a bunch of people clapping for somebody, but you don't get a chance to talk to that person. You don't understand mm-hmm. what they have going on. You don't get yeah. the chance to understand the intellect or what really put them in the position they're in to want to be honored. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to open up an open dialogue and have a conversation. And so uh, Damage and Carmen, they joined me for the first episode. I think they embodied the, the essence of, of new black history. And, uh, you know, we had a dope conversation, man. I think people enjoyed it. No, I appreciate you having us on, too, yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for having us on. That was fun to do. Like, I... I don't think I ever really like thought that like we're making new history like because there's so many strides that black people, black entrepreneurs are doing in so many crazy different ways that like I keep saying like that we have to document everything that's going on. We have to talk about it because like I know it's all happening fast, but like we need to like give credit for like the work that's being done and like the seeds that are being planted for the future. Hello. For sure, and we all have platforms. So I think it's, it's it's amazing when we can use our platforms to you know share light on on what everyone else is doing. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, before I switch gears, anything else y'all want to y'all want to say? What? I'm about to switch gears. You're about to switch, switch gears. Actually, no, I'm okay. gonna switch gears real quick. Let's talk about. Okay, I have a question for all of us. Yeah. I'm gonna answer last, but I'm kicking off the question. Mm-hmm. Day parties or club night? Day parties. 
Day parties a new vibe. Day parties. Day parties for sure. Okay, why day parties? I can go out. Mm-hmm. I can get my shit popping. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Enjoy, enjoy my, enjoy my thing, and then come home early. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Catch my vibe, whatever I'm gonna do, and I can go to sleep and be productive the next day. Mm-hmm. Night parties, you out two, three in the morning. It's no, I'm not. You know that nine a.m. Business at nine in the morning is it, that's not as smooth. It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. So so it's, it's day parties for me all day. Day parties for Roy. Day parties for me as well because you can you can get out. I love being in the sun. Like yeah. something about the sun just it smells like Cosmigos outside. I just want to drink. Like the sun just makes me feel good. I want a cocktail in my hand. Might be wanting to talk spicy to somebody by like seven p.m. You know Usually fall asleep by nine. I'm. Like fully alert the next morning. I'm good. I'm great. You party all night and then like God forbid you forget you like have to do something at eight a.m. You know? mm-hmm. That's weak as hell. Like you're trying to find your ibuprofen and right. you get your day party on. You could be taking some down by eight p.m. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Knocked out by ten. Yep. You be good to go. Yeah, you can good wake to go. Wake up at eleven and order some Refreshed. postmates. Refreshed. Yep. Now I'm with you. I'm with the day party vibes. Hell yeah. See, first of all. When the sun goes down, for me, it just screams intimate. Mm-hmm. So like, I like to be at lounges, hookah bar. Like, I'm that kind of guy. Like, I'll go to the club for like an hour or two, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to be somewhere where I can sit and Dinner relax. vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dinner in the club. Mm-hmm. I love going the di- to dinner. dinner Ooh, the dinner vibe is, you know, that's, yeah. The dinner vibe is my shit. Any but, excuse to put an outfit on. Yeah, during the day is when shit gets nuts. Yeah. Like, shit gets crazy during the day. That's when you can see me acting out Real of fucking control. Not yeah. at night, though. At night, you're going to see me on my best behavior. But during the day, you might can catch me acting the fuck up. You can catch me acting up day or night, depending on what the hell I'm drinking. All right. <laughs> That's fair. I, say, I, I second that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very reserved right now, but when I'm outside, I'll be outside. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like what I'm talking about. You'd be a different bitch you might run into. <laughs> you know? Hey, don't judge her. I'm sure you guys have met her at a live show. But, um, Chris, I want to ask you one last thing also. Yeah. Um, what did you move to LA for, um, and how does that compare to like what you're doing now? Like, so, so for me, I moved to LA um, for a change of scenery mm-hmm. um, and, and just an opportunity to really take my marketing skill set and apply it to something that I felt like was more meaningful than what I was doing in Miami at the time. I was promoting, doing parties. I was managing mm-hmm. an American Apparel store. I had been, you know, throwing parties for I don't know at that point maybe six years. I was just burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so when I got the opportunity to come out and, you know, interview at Revolt and kind of help them get their thing going on the, on the social media side of things, it, um, it just opened up my, my mindset to a whole nother arena. And at that point, it wasn't like, yo, you're, you're small town dope. You're dope because you're mm-hmm. from Chesapeake, Virginia. You're dope out of Hampton. You're dope because you went to Miami and did something. No, like it showed me that I can do my thing in any arena at the top, at the highest level, you oh, know, yeah. under pressure. So it was, it was just a cool Test. It's like you, you think you can play ball, but it's another thing when you get on the court and you, you do your thing. Yeah. So it was it was good. So yeah, I, I moved out here, you know, for that purpose. Uh, Revolt was a platform that kind of got me started out here and got me connected. And it was dope just to learn about the music industry yeah. and to, to work with and for people that you kind of grew up watching. Like, yo, this person is mad dope. And just mm-hmm. to be able to like have them ask you like, yo, what you think about this? Or yeah. watch them take ideas that you've given them and, you know, make millions off of them, you yeah. know? So it was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. And it was, and met my guy right here in that process. I met so many cool people <laughs> at Revolt that are doing amazing things. So shout out to all the Revolt alumni. And uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I came out here. I met both of you guys when you were working at Revolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, I've been to back a couple- 
a couple concerts over there. Those were fun. The concerts was a whole nother era. That yeah. Was a lot. That was a vibe. Yeah, that was fun. Now I'm spinning this alcohol. Y'all ready for me to switch gears? Come on. Now? I switch don't even up. know what you're about to say. You ready? Say. Let's go. You ready? Because we got to talk about it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Lil Nas X <laughs> drops a new music video. Bruh. <laughs> got the whole world talking. Yeah. He knew he would. Yeah, for sure. In the video, um, he was denied in heaven. He slides down a stripper pole and has a very nice, fun um, night with the devil, giving mm-hmm. him a lap dance and uh, licking his ears and stuff like that. <laughs> Gotta ask, how do you feel about it? I haven't seen... You know, Carmen, since this video came out, I haven't talked to you. Yeah. Roy, I don't mm-hmm. know how you feel about Lil Nas X. And then, let me, let me add on to it. Afterwards, he drops a sneaker collaboration with Nike. Nike has since said it was a lie. But Nike and Saint saying he has the devil shoe, which is an Air Max remix with the devil swastika thingy on the top uh-huh. and weird quotes on the side. And it says it's one drop of human blood, which was weird. How do we feel about it? I ain't fucking with none of that. So, okay. so, so honestly, man, like, you know, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's people on the right side of the fence. It's people on the wrong side of the fence. Mm-hmm. And I and you know, for as many positive, you know, godly people that you have, you're going to have some people that's, you know, rocking on the other side, you know. Yep, yep. Lil Nas X, he letting people know what he on. You know, Uzi let people know what he was on. You know, it just... But for me, it's just it's just too blatant. Like, it's just mm. wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, cool, you want, you want attention. You've really forced it. So I just feel like he's super forced it. I, I don't support it. I can't rock with it. I just think it's... I think it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like dude's talent could speak for itself, but it's no telling what he sold out to to get on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He might just have to, that might just be part of his his situation. You know, and so right. that's, those, are, that's, those are my thoughts on it. And I just, you know, I pray for the man. Hopefully he get back on the right side of the fence, but it's looking, you know, it ain't looking good for him right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I follow him on Twitter and he's like, I guess like kind of been like trying to back it up or defend it. Uh, first of all, I think it was like really wild and like completely out of pocket. Like, mm-hmm. and well, well, I mean, like I, I just look at the art. I was trying to look at the art within it, but I was like, this nigga's wilding. Like, and also me watching it, I was like, this is gonna piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Like, I think more for me, um, I was just looking at it like. I knew he wanted to do something wild, mm-hmm. and I knew he wanted to get people talking, and I was like. Oh, this is this is what's gonna do that. But I was like, I was like, I don't think the, I think there's a right way and a wrong way of doing things, and like, I don't really necessarily think that this was a great move. So you didn't really rock with it. No. What did, what part about it didn't you rock with? Um, it's just like it was the details of like how like far he like kept going. It's like it's like okay, you okay, so you're taking it there. It's like oh wait, but you're taking it there. Oh, you're taking it there. You're taking it like, oh, okay. Like, you just don't give a fuck. And you have to, when you do stuff like that, you just have to know, like, what's going to come back on you. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, you putting all that energy out into the world. And then, you know, if he, he was in a situation like that, that probably wouldn't be, that's not a good place to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I'm so just, you're coming like at it from the religious standpoint. Not even religious, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. so you're coming at it from the st- spiritual standpoint, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And what, what point are you coming at it from? I think, I think his... His point was like he wanted to be artistic. I mm-hmm. think he wanted to be artistic. I just think he went completely left. Just me watching, like looking at his tweets and the things that he's saying. I think he wanted to 
be artistic. I'm not trying to take up for him at all. I'm not saying no, that. Like you the video, no, 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 but no. I think I think that he was trying to be artistic, and he's a young guy that got on super fast. Mm. And yeah, Where, how did he get on? Uh, with um, and I just and for me, how does it go Old from Town how Road. does it go from Old Town Road yeah. to that? Right, you feel me? like how does it? But so he, like, he just so, keeps like, getting you know more and more wild, though. Yeah, yeah. So like he wants you, to you do. You hear that. about weird, creepy but, shit, but how does it go from Old Town Road to that? That's why I want to dive. Now, I wanted y'all to. See, I just want to see how y'all feel because I was ready to dive into it. Uh-huh. Right. I asked you a, a question on purpose. Uh-huh. Where the fuck did Lil Nas X come from? So when you talk about industry plants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's an industry plant where. I'm asking questions like, who is Lil Nas X? Oh, he's a known troll. Like, he used to be a Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Like, he was in the barbs. So I say like, he's known for the clapbacks. He's known for that, right? How did he get a record deal? Right? So when I see the video, I don't like the video. But I get the artistic expression, mm-hmm. which means I'm kind of moving Lil Nas X out of the way. And I'm looking at the powers that be. Who signed Lil Nas X? Who made Lil Nas X do a kid-friendly album the first time? Yeah. And now on that same YouTube page, now you have a devil... Song, right? Lil Nas X has an imagination where he's like, you know, everybody said I was going to go to hell. Here's the video. Yeah. Lil Nas X didn't come up with the treatment. Lil Nas X didn't pay for it. So it's like, who is pushing Somebody this agenda? Knew, but we, we know what time it is with that. You know but what I'm that's saying? what I'm saying where I'm more concerned with that. But this is where I'm going to say with this. I don't like the Lil Nas X video. I don't like Lil Nas X sneakers. I don't like no devil shit. And I ain't Christian. I don't Why are they so it. comfortable? But... I'm not mad at Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. For everybody that's mad at Lil Nas X, please be mad at NLE Chopper. Be mad at NBA Youngboy. Keep that same energy. What I don't like is it's all this energy and it's all this anger when you got a little boy twerking on the devil. Where's that same energy when I see a little boy with 15,000 guns with him in the, in the background of the video? I ain't forgot about 3-6 Mafia. Ain't nobody getting a pass. But regardless oh, none of, of them is getting you, you're speaking on the exact. You're speaking on the imagery of the devil, yeah. which I get. I'm speaking on devil activity. Right, mm-hmm. I feel it. Me watching a little it. kid that never shot nobody in it's the just, video it's just as crazy. with 20,000 guns it's just as crazy. is yeah. devilish to me. It's just as crazy. Yeah. Right? So it's like, for me... I don't like the Lil Nas X video. Mm-hmm. But also, for everybody mad at that, can y'all still keep that same anger with Juice World died from what? A drug overdose? Yeah. Why in his posthumous, and I hope I'm saying that right, releases of his music, is it still talking about drug use? Where's the respect for this man's life? He died from drug use, and the singles they still put out to this day of Juice World is talking about drug use. There's an agenda going on. It's destruction of the black community. It's yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and it's big business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's big business. though. So, I... Rap Lil Nas X in with all the young rappers. Yes, he don't separate. From it's me. it's a um. Mm-hmm. If it was a scale between mild, medium, and extreme, he's on the extreme end of it. But it's still all in the same. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. And I hear what you're saying because of the imagery of the devil. I hate the devil, my nigga. I hate him. I don't want to see him. I don't fuck with him. I don't like. I don't like none of that. I don't like the imagery. But however, I still know what's devilish. Mm-hmm. Having guns. Are you talking about killing other black men? That's. Yeah. That's even more devilish than what Lil Nas X is doing. Because honestly, Lil Nas X, if he's making gay people feel Mm -hmm. more empowered to be gay and they feel like, you know what, I do like the devil, whatever, that ain't killing nobody. I'm listening to music from these young superstars that's all over YouTube and no one's having an upraise that they talking about doing 15 different drugs at one time, walking around with guns when they don't need them, shooting people that's ops for no reason. Nobody's doing that. 
Right? So I'm just saying, keep that same energy. If you're going to be mad at Lil Nas X, please be mad at every other rapper that's out there putting devil activity into the community. Right. That's yeah. right. Selling drugs, doing multiple drugs at one time, shooting people for no reason. That's all devil activity. Mm -hmm. So that's all I was saying. When I was seeing the uprage, I'm like, yeah, I hate this shit too. Yeah. But I didn't see y'all act like this when I watched... I can go on YouTube right now and just put it on shuffle and watch how many videos are disgusting just to me as much as that video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it don't have the devil in it, but the devil is in the form of a gun and a bandana or yeah. whatever the fuck you talking about. Or That's the same thing. Or some over-sexualized shit that's mm -hmm. out too. Same with the, you know, thing, right? On the, on, the, you know, on the female side of the thing or whatever. Right. Like, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's just a lot, you know. I it's think, a lot. I think I've seen um, a lot of LGBTQ um, T... <laughs> yeah, and let, there's oh, yeah, a T LGBTQ. on the end. Is there but a T? LGBTQ. Uh, uh, um, okay, I'm not gonna do that. Respectfully, everybody. I'm not gonna do that. Love, you guys. One people. Like, no, it's okay. It's just, just, just go okay. with it. They know we got um, love for them. I saw a lot of them liking the video for the artist, the artistic um, uh, vision behind it because, like, in a way, like, especially if you were raised Christian or some type of religious, like, if you're gay, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that, like, Lil Nas X, like, it's just like, hey, if I'm gonna go to hell, I'm gonna ride this stripper pole down to hell and go crazy. I just, like, I just, I just I, wanna, I, like, 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 why can't people no. be themselves? Like, cool, whatever your whatever your orientation is, do that, mm -hmm. but be be do it in light. Like, why you gotta get all demented and like twisted with it to do that like you know what I'm saying because like, they're trying to sell records and they know it's gonna yeah. be an uproar you know, if you yeah. do your thing just do it but you ain't no, gotta I, get sick with it to do I that I feel like, you, you know? but I think that was his thing like okay so I'm gay like I can't go to heaven I'm going to hell and this is the way that I'm gonna go I'm gonna be honest, man. Not trying to be critical to dude because I think he's doing his thing, but he's not an artist. He's he's, playing, really, he's really a plant. He's playing yeah. a role. Yeah. Like I, I, it's giving like Takashi six nine man, five. Yeah, but at least mm. I knew Takashi wanted to rap for real. I don't know where Lil Nas X came uh, from. I don't know if he came up really trying to rap. I I do know people that was involved in his first song. It seemed like a lot of things were put together, and now it's a. A total 180 from the image we seen in the beginning. That's he playing, fine. He's playing a role. But really, what is the? What, you don't do interviews. We don't get to talk to you. You're good at clapping back at everybody. It just seems like, oh, you know what we should do? We should give a troll a record deal, like how they gave Catch Me Outside a record deal. Mm. There's a lot of industry plants here, y'all. Oh, of course, that's true. So it's like, okay, he did this deal with Nike. He put it up. There was a press release. A whole day went by. Then Nike goes. Oh, we didn't know about this. We're suing. It took y'all a day to know y'all didn't do this. Mm -hmm. There's a whole mock-up. There's right. imagery. The uh, the yeah. other line called Saint. I don't know what that means. That's short for Saint Laurent. I don't know what mm -hmm. Saint is. I don't know. Saint I'm, something. It's Saint, right? Mm -hmm. They posted that. So no one talked to Nike before this happened. All of this seems like it's a big plan, and that's why I don't want to feed into it too much. But, I mean, like, that's literally the, the new, like, that's a big, like, marketing way right yeah, now. Just, like, like, media outrage. Piss people off. Like, what are we doing? We're sitting right here talking about it. This is exactly what yeah. they want. I mean, like, you gotta have I me. Mean, you do something now, outrageous. It's gonna be a conversation. But yeah. what I want to say is, for everybody mad at this, I'm gonna say it again. Please keep that same, keep that same energy with everything devilish. Just because the devil is not standing in I it, getting twerked on, don't mean mm -hmm. the shit's not devilish. Killing people for no reason is devilish. Doing multiple drugs and promoting that to children is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And we do it every day like it's normal. Talking about Percocets, Molly, Oxycodone, you know, all this shit mixed together with alcohol. Kids think that shit's cool now. Yeah, the emo wave. 
Every right. person the, the, I know that's 12, emo, 13, yep. 14 is an emo rap lover. And they're mm-hmm. rapping about drugs they don't know about. And I'm like, if you ever got your hands on that and you did all that together like they did, you will you. die. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, keep that same energy, y'all. If you feel like that way about Lil Nas X, I don't like the video, but I also don't like other videos as well. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Um, right. So that was a Lil Nas X <laughs> conversation. We got through that. Hey, that was fun. Were you a Derek Jackson follower? Did you get much advice oh, from him? No. <laughs> nah, man. I don't. Nah, he didn't I don't. I don't really tap into the. He didn't the, help the, me the, out. The, so, nah, he didn't help me out. Okay. One thing you said though that we said the last conversation was um, when Lil. Uh, we're going back to Derek Jackson, the cheater. Okay. He's a cheater. Alright, Yeah. The, uh, the crazy part about Derek Jackson was I think he got so much praise, and I said this to Carmen because he held men accountable. And I like what you said when you talked about um, how black women are disrespected in the nightlife. We got to start holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say to all this again, fellas, it's sexy when you hold each other accountable. Yes, ladies it is. like that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to give y'all some tidbits. Hold a nigga accountable. Mm-hmm. You make your woman happy. Niggas I, ain't always going to do everything right, but you can check your man's like, bro, you... You out of pocket mm-hmm. right now. You know okay. what I mean? That's the only way. You want iron, iron shopping is iron, man. You gotta, you know, you gotta call people on their shit sometimes. But working in the nightlife, what if sometimes you probably wanted to check somebody or felt like you mm. should have and you have it? Mm. Mm. Cause you know it get tricky with nightlife. It you does. still gotta I mean, you still you got, have to make a living. You still have to come to these clubs. It's, it's politics and it's, it's egos involved. And mm-hmm. I'll say that it's a time and place for everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's been certain times where some some shit happened in the moment. And it just wasn't the time. And I might have pulled that person aside after the fact, mm-hmm. the next day, and had a conversation. You know, anything that happens in nightlife is magnified times 10. Mm-hmm. Right. So I pull you aside in a, in, a, in a heated moment, it makes it way crazier than it needs to be sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, so that, I mean, those are my thoughts there. But yeah, I try, you know, I try to, you know, I try to hold people accountable regardless. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Okay, my brother. In my, in my circle. Okay. You know. one, one question for you guys. Which, um, are you guys getting a vaccine? Mm, are you getting vaccinated? You are you, do you <laughs> want to talk about what? Which vaccine are you gonna get? Indica or sativa? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'm getting vaccinated just yet. I am taking my time with the, my decision. Yeah. I know Johnson and Johnson got one. Yeah. I know what they did with the baby powder, so I'm a little afraid. Exactly. I don't trust anything. Um, I don't I'm trust. I'm fully it. vaccinated. Yo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell I us about the experience. Okay. This is good so to hear. So for me, man, um, honestly. I'm a conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Like, I was bugged out on the situation the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that changed my perspective on it, I caught COVID. And that shit was not fun at all. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you like this. All that CMOS and all that shit, <laughs> and none of that shit helped me, yo. Mm-hmm. I had I, Nothing helped me, bro. Straight up. Like, I was, taking, I was taking like 15 minerals a day, and it didn't help, bro. Well, I will say for everybody out there, immune system is not like uh, putting gas in the car. Right. So, you got to... <laughs> not saying your immune system was fucked up. What I'm saying is, people try to get on that stuff when stuff is going bad. Forget COVID, anything. You try to get healthy Man. when you're sick. You have to live a healthy lifestyle yeah. so you do not get sick. It's a preventative That's measure. Facts. Mm-hmm. However, it I has mean, nothing to do with what you was doing yeah. because you probably, I, I you know, you clean, moving I around. Yeah. Like I did the whole thing. And yeah. I'm telling you, like, I didn't feel better until I told the doctor, I was like, listen, I'm taking all of this stuff and I'm still messed up. They, they gave me some promethazine. They gave me some real, <laughs> they gave me some real shit. And that's the only time like the symptoms kind of calmed down. Like I was messed up for a month, bro. Damn. You know, and after I got out of there, like I literally missed Christmas, missed New Year's. Damn. I was locked in. See, I ain't know about this. I felt like I had got out of jail when I when I got like released <laughs> off of off of COVID, bro. That's like, what my dad so, said too. Um mm-hmm. after I went through that, man, when I got uh, you know, one of my one of my connects came through, when I got the opportunity to get the 
get get it taken care of. Literally, I got a text on a Monday. Hey, you you want to get this done? By Tuesday, I was in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it was a smooth. It was like a drive through. I, I pulled up. I was in and out in 15 minutes. Mm. So you got the one shot one. You got no, the Johnson I, no, Johnson. I got the uh, the Pfizer. So okay. two shot. Okay. But uh, sativa. Yeah, you know, what I'm got that got that <laughs> Pfizer. But nah, man, it was smooth, and I already had COVID, so it was not like. You know what I mean? Like some people got it and like you know was feeling ill and everything, but I legit already had it. So so your body my just arm, took yeah, to my it. arm was sore a little bit, but other than that, like okay. I'm cool. And also, I'm not gonna stay in the house. Like for yeah. me, my mental health is much better when I'm able to be out and oh yeah, my God. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, they're gonna make it so difficult for you to do anything that I was just like, man, I'm not gonna stay in the house, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of being around people and them acting funny because they know I'm outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just. Just get, get it done. the vaccine. Right. So that makes that's, sense. That's, my, that's my standpoint. That makes sense. That's one thing I want to talk about again. Um, I want to go back to how you said for your mental health, it's good for you to be outside. I think during COVID, I realized how much, and even like just living in LA, like I, I moved to LA to be outside. It's beautiful. You want to be outside every time. It's over like, I would say 70 degrees. You want to be outside. You want to be on a roof somewhere. You want to be having a drink. And I think that that's another reason why people are like losing their mind. That's why they're losing their mind in Miami because people have been in the house for a year. That's true. And people want to be outside and need to be outside Mm -hmm. and like literally have not been able to be outside. So I think that's why some people don't know how to act. And and literally, and there's a lot of people that, that retired from the streets that are now full-fledged car-carrying members of the streets. They were like, you know what? I'm clocking back into the streets for the summer because mm-hmm. I've been in the house too long. Yeah. Now, I, I hear you, Roy. You know me. Uh, man, I even did a personality test. I am the most introverted introvert that you can meet. And you know, there's some that, that's worse than me, but I'm an introverted nigga. Even I want to go crazy outside. Mm-hmm. Like, I hit Roy the other day, like, where you at? I'm outside. <laughs> and I'm never out. I don't care what weather it is. <laughs> I come out. You know, I do my, you know, my one-two here and there. I love being in a dungeon. I'm a dungeon kind of person. I am ready for outside. I'm trying to act crazy. Let's I'm glad go. I didn't go to Miami for spring break. I'd have been Ooh. jumping I got cars. A crazy with the day people. party April 10th, by the way. I'm April, April 10th. 10th. Then, then we acting the fuck up yes. April Bet. 10th. Okay, we outside April 10th damage. Uh, April 10th. We're we going to post it on the podcast. Y'all can pull up too. All right. Pull so, up on us. So we, we talked a lot about nightlife. You are the nightlife connoisseur. Give us some tips and advice for people that fly out here to LA, never oh. been before, from the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. Please break down the do's and don'ts and the differences because people come out here and be feeling some type of way because gotcha. you can't get in certain places, gotcha. you don't know how to move. Help them out, man. So the first thing you got to understand when you come out to LA is you're not getting anywhere fast, period. <laughs> so don't tell me, you know, you, you come out to L.A. and you like, yeah, yeah, we out in L.A. We're going to be in Hollywood and you staying by LAX because you got the hotel room oh. for the low. Mm-hmm. So you staying 45 minutes to an hour out from where everything is. Talking Always. about we pulling up in 20 minutes because it's 10 miles away. Nah. No, bro, you're not. Forget about it. You thought. <laughs> so that's the first thing is just respect the time in L.A. You're not getting anywhere fast. Plan everything you want to do an hour in advance. Secondly, it's no need to come out here deep. Just travel light. Okay. Travel light unless Smart. your pockets are heavy. Yes. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, it's cool on the East Coast to pull up at a spot with 10 dudes and all of that. Like, L.A., don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, please. Because you, you, you won't get in mm-hmm. or you're going to get taxed so crazy that you're, gonna, you're not going to want to go anywhere else. So, yeah. 
those are my recommendations. And tap in with me. Like, don't don't waste your time trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I already know what's going on. I'm where it's at. Just holler at somebody that's official so you can save yourself some time. Yes. At Chris underscore Roy. Man. And we're, ta- we're talking about black events that black people are at. Yes. That there's good black music yeah. vibes. This is what we're talking about. Not no L.A., Hollywood shit. Like, Chris Roy vibes, okay? And come to support. Like, yes. like, if we haven't spoken in 10 years, you're not getting in free. Just mm-hmm. know that. Even yeah. if we went to college together, like, if we haven't spoken in 10 years, mm-hmm. and just e- come to support. There's so many things that you can do to support your friends that, like, that have these agencies. Follow the page. Like, that's one thing that you can do for free 99. Follow the page. You can get on the email list. If niggas say RSVP, please RSVP. Don't yeah. get to somebody's Just, party you know. and you didn't RSVP and now you're mad that you have to pay. And if you have to pay at your friend's party, you need to just fucking pay because it's your friend's party. And you would go to the stranger's party and you would fucking pay. And chances are I'm going to get y'all drunk anyway after yes. you pay to get in. Yes. But what happened to that door admission, man? I feel like that don't even exist no more. Because I feel like it's everything all else is taxed. Service. It's, it's twofold. So it's it's a whole set of parties where you just and this is the weirdest thing ever. You literally just stand in a mass of people yes. in front of the club and they just point at you like this. Mm-hmm. You, you, not you. Like the Roxbury you, or something. You. <laughs> that shit is weird. Those type of places you can't even pay to get in. Like Studio Fifty Four type <laughs> shit. Aha, you. We like a jacket. And then it's the, you know, then it's the ticketed crowd, man. You just go on, you get on the mailing list. It's free before a certain time. After mm. that, you pay your ten. You set ten, set thirty. It's no special treatment. Everybody pay the same price, mm. and you just have a good time, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, those those are the options. Oh, look, look, you hearing it from the guy himself that that puts these events on, man. I really appreciate you coming through. Carmen, you got any more questions? I don't have any more questions. I think I think we've covered it. I think I'm ready to hit the streets. I'm ready to be outside. So. You need, you need to just go on and send me the itinerary of the I things going on on my non-mommy days. I'm definitely popping outside. If I'm a guy. All right. You are. Coming to LA. <laughs> you know, I come with my lady. All right. All right. What are some spots you would recommend for me to hit in Los Angeles, California? Okay. Because so a lot of people, look, once it starts warming up. Party vibes and, and dinner start vibes. opening up. People, come, people been traveling out here to scam, but mm-hmm. people are going to start coming out here to party again, too. They already are. Where's some places you could take your lady at? Oh, yeah. Re- restaurant vibes. So you know mm-hmm. what you want to do is you you know you want to check that EPLP out. Okay, that's a vibe. Talk about it. You know yes. you want to pull up at Toco Madera. Talk about that's it. That's a vibe. All right. You know you want to get out on the west side, get by some water, want a little view, go to Elefante. Oh See, I'm shit. putting you guys. I'm putting you guys on. These are elite elite vibes. You okay. know what I mean? You could go to Catch, but you're gonna have to book it two months in advance. You're not gonna be able to get a spot. Yeah. Go to Yami Shara at the top of Hollywood. That's mm. elite. That's elite. Holla, Chef Val should take care of you. You know have you noticed every question I asked him, he had an answer? Look, people. Hey. This man does nightlife for real. I don't. <laughs> That's why I brought him here. Okay. You gotta make sure you enjoy the city because there's so many good things to do. You need somebody to like introduce you to all the good vibes. You hit your friend, hey, I'm in your city. What should I do? Then you have Wait, the limitations, know. huh? No, I was gonna say we never know. Yeah, Keep and you and also you have the limitations of whatever your friend likes to do. So you need to hit up somebody that just knows the good vibes for everybody within the city. This is your man. Indeed, I got this you. Is your man. Thank y'all for the acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, for sure. And real quick, tell everybody how to follow you, your agency, the websites. Run it all down for got everybody. You. I want to come out here or wherever you at because you uh-huh. have a travel agency. So 
Yeah. So, so if you want to connect with me, I'm going to keep everything real simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Chris underscore Roy. Hit that link in my bio. It's a link tree and it has everything I'm connected to. So you'll find my agency. You'll find my travel agency. You'll find restaurants to get connected to. You'll find luxury homes because I do luxury homes and, and, and rentals in that space. So the whole situation is all there. Big and I'll take care of you. Shoot me a DM. I communicate very well. Let's do some business. Let's make it happen. That's right. And Carmen, tell them how they can follow us. Follow us on Instagram, Dualities Podcast, and follow us on Twitter, Dualities Talk. Until next time. Bye. Peace. Um, you want to say?